All righty. Welcome back. We're here for another episode of Two Plain Sports. It's just us three, unfortunately, today. We aren't joined by Toby Rowland. He's not a every podcast kind of guy. Maybe once every few months we'll get him on. We hope you guys liked it. And if you hadn't already seen it or knew about it, uh, go check our most recent, well, I guess the previous video with Toby Rowland. It's an hour long, went in depth over what he thought of Lincoln Riley leaving, the future of Oklahoma football, and really how he got his job and what it takes to be, you know, the voice of the Sooners. It's really cool, um, you know, to hear the preparation and various other things that he has to go through and how much he enjoys his job. Um, but anyway, so we really appreciate it. We've been growing like crazy. Uh, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and Facebook. Everything's all at Two Plain Sports, and they'll all be linked below. Um, we, we're trying to do our best to keep you guys in updated with, you know, uh, recruits and transfers and practices and, you know, everything else, uh, follow us all on there and we really appreciate it. Um, so today we're going to do a, another who at, uh, you know, we, we covered a, a couple weeks ago, we covered the cornerback position group, uh, and where we went over the depth and who we thought was going to start. If you haven't already seen that one, go back in a couple videos, we, we break down the whole cornerback room. Um, but today we're going to talk about a recent transfer in CJ Colden and CJ Colden is the only transfer that is not officially recognized or hasn't been officially recognized by Brent Venables because he is still at Wyoming. He's wrapping up some courses to make sure he can do the transfer over. So he's not officially with the program just yet. Um, and so Brent Venables in one of his uh, press conferences, he only recognized nine transfers, but Colton is the 10th one that we're waiting on. Um, but anyway, he's a big addition. He's a six foot one, about 180 pound cornerback. Um, he's originally from Belleville, Illinois, and he came out as a high school wide receiver. Uh, he ended up being first team all state class 4A um, as a wide receiver as senior year. Uh, I mean, he played both sides of the ball. Um, his senior season, he was credited for 49 total tackles, intercepted two passes. He caught 58 passes for 965 yards and 11 touchdowns all in the same year and was ranked as the number 10 wide receiver in the state of Illinois. Uh, he was also used as a punt returner, return specialist, kickoff returner in high school. Uh, he ended up at Wyoming. He just played strictly defensive back for Wyoming, though, the Cowboys. And he started the last couple seasons. He has a ton of experience, ton of solo tackles, assists, uh, a couple interceptions, and, you know, various other various other things and he's very much a press cover corner and can play against the the pass and can tackle in space which is something that the Sooners have definitely been needing and he brings a great veteran leadership uh Jose what would you like to say and what's your opinion on CJ Colton and his long-term outlook for his super senior season at Oklahoma yeah I think he's going to actually compete for a starting spot I will I didn't you whenever pick him we, as a starter? Yeah, whenever we were going over the position group, I said that he was going to take DJ's spot as the second um, outside corner. I still believe that um, with his tackling ability, how long he is, um, and his experience. DJ has played to, since he's been a freshman. He'll go, be going into his true junior year pretty much. So we probably, I think it'd be good for him to just sit back for a little bit and watch unless he gets the opportunity you know, due to injuries. But CJ is going to bring... A different uh, mentality 
to that number two corner spot with his ability to tackle. I know when we first talked about him, when his transfer was first announced, um, that's something that we brought up is how, how sure of a tackler he is. And it's going to really help uh, overall, I believe. And I just, he's, I've used it for every single transfer on the defensive side of the ball. He's just a guy that isn't scared to go after the ball and make sure that the person that's got the, the offensive person that's got the ball is going to be on the ground sooner rather than later. And I don't think he's going to be a guy we're going to see missing too many tackles next season. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and agree with a couple of things you said and just flat out disagree with some of the things you said. So I agree with his tackling ability uh, being a huge upside, uh, his four and a half tackles for loss last year at the, at the defensive back position speaks for itself there. He had a sack last year as, as a defensive back that, you know, his tackling ability, I a hundred percent agree with. And I think it's going to bring a lot to the Oklahoma defense. I also love his length and versatility. As you mentioned, um, I don't have him as a starter as you did. And I think Brum may have too, or I can't remember exactly who Brum picked as a starter, but I believe it was Colden. Uh, and I disagree with you guys on that. Um, but the biggest thing I'm going to disagree with you on is I think DJ is one of the starters and you brought up, you thought it might be good for him to, after having played as a freshman, uh, freshman, sophomore year playing, starting all that. I don't, I don't understand how it would be good for him to take a, a year on the bench after two years of starting. I don't, I, I, I don't get that to, to start for two years or, or get a lot of starting time for two years and sit on the bench as a junior. I don't know how that would be beneficial or uh help him develop um but if he gets beat up by cj colton he gets beat up by cj colton and i do want the best player to start oh i i definitely agree brandon i i i agree with you is i don't know if it would necessarily be good for him because i like i made the take a couple videos ago that i think it would be good if billy bowman took a little bit of time and and sat back you know, he he was pressed into some tough positions last year. And, you know, he was his true freshman year. I feel like he is a little more of a candidate. But like you said, DJ Graham has played quite a bit. But I do think he's going to push or CJ Colton will push DJ Graham for the starting position. And he might eventually be the starter because the way I'm looking at CJ Colton and Trey Morrison, if you are starters at, you know, North Carolina and Wyoming, you don't transfer somewhere for your graduate transfer year with the thought that you're most likely not going to start. I don't feel like you would do that. I feel like even if you're at North Carolina or even Wyoming, you can be drafted in the NFL. If you're really, you know, elite there and you play well, you're, you can get picked up by the draft. I feel like both these kids are going to come in and they very well might start or at least be heavily in the rotation. I just feel like, DJ Graham, and it might be the push that Graham needs. Maybe this is him knowing now like he's got someone behind him that can start. It might take him to another level, honestly. I I, I don't know if Graham's going to – I think he's the day one starter. I don't know if he's the starter all the way through. Um, but I think with Colden, it's going to push for a lot of playing time. Yeah, the reason I think it's good for DJ to take a step back is because he makes the same mistake when he does get beat. It's always he just can't turn around to to keep up with a receiver on a streak right. He gets beat a lot. He needs to figure yeah. out how, how how he how more experienced corner plays plays like that. Because if you're gonna make the same mistake over and over and not learn from it, then you can probably learn from watching his 
how someone should be doing it. Cause he obviously can't watch Woody while he's on the field and be like, all right, Woody's doing this right now against this receiver. Cause he's got to focus on his guy. So that that's the reason I said it. I think at the end, end of the day, DJ is going to benefit from CJ being there. Like you guys said, I, I want the best player there and CJ is going to find is going to be a guy that will push for those starting minutes. And if DJ can elevate his game and, correct that that mistake that he consistently makes then he should be the starter because he has been here for two years and he's played as a freshman you know he, he clearly he's got talent but now that there is more depth he needs to elevate his game because i think woody has separated himself from dj during last year um and the play that they both uh, put on the field i definitely agree with with woody washington um i think he's uh i would say he's a he's a good uh, at least a couple steps better than DJ Graham, in my personal opinion. Uh, I think they both can be good players. I think Woody Washington's a pretty damn good player right now as it is. Um, but you mentioned uh, DJ Graham kind of giving up deep balls. And, I mean, it's evident in, in the last game of the season, he got bombed twice against Oregon. And literally it was just a straight-up fly route. The, both times, I'm pretty sure. just The dude just ran right by him. Touchdown. Uh, and, you know, that that's tough to give that up. I think – the, the most exciting thing about Colden is, is his versatility and length. And then you mentioned Trey Morrison. We'll go into depth later on him. But I think both Colden and Morrison, they both bring something so much. Like, they both bring their own thing. CJ Colden last year, having 10 pass deflections in a season, he didn't have any interceptions, but 10 pass deflections, uh, uh, that that's, that's really good. Uh, a, a lot of corners don't get 10 pass deflections in a season. Um, obviously, we, couldn't, we, we don't have much on his tape. So I don't know if, he, if he's out there getting, you know, beat a lot. And that's why he's targeted so much. And that leads to 10 pass deflections. Uh, I like to think it's not. Um, and then Trey Morrison brings, a f- for Colton, really, this is his first year um, really starting all the games and playing significant minutes. He started, he played a little bit more as a junior. Freshman and sophomore get appearances, but not quite as, you know, not that, that kind of starter time. Uh, and Trey Morrison brings, I'm pretty sure he was a four-year starter in North Carolina. So I think these are two huge additions. And if nothing else, they're, as Brum mentioned, and I think Jose, may, you may have too, but they're, these guys are definitely going to push everybody in that room to be better because they are legitimate D1 starters, or D1 corners at least. Yeah. And another thing to think about as we're talking about the cornerbacks group, you know, a lot, I don't think we even talked about it on this show, and I, I, I don't know if I've even brought up to you guys. You guys know that Roy Manning, uh, obviously, he was a cornerback coach for Oklahoma for three years. Who's Roy Manning? Well, hear me out. I don't know who that is, bud. He played as a linebacker. He coached linebackers at Michigan. I mean, he played at Michigan. He coached linebackers at Michigan. He was coaching linebackers at UCLA before OU hired him as a cornerbacks coach. He has not been a cornerbacks coach at any other school until he came to Oklahoma. So all these kids that have been a part of this defensive back room, I'm not talking about the safeties because Grinch was the safeties coach, but the cornerback spot, they've been being taught by someone who's never played the position. Oh, you should have just hired us. At least we would have been freaking loyal to the program, not <laughs> not like those yeah. idiots. And I'm pretty sure we can tell somebody how to play corner. All you got to do is you see the guy in front of you, don't let him catch the football. Run with him where he runs. If he has the football, tackle him. If he's trying to block you from the running back, move him and tackle the running back. 
It's. I mean, that's really. That's literally all you do. I played Madden as a corner on a created player, and I was nasty. And here's the. I was problem. so good at following the other receivers and shedding but, blocks, and ma- that's all you have to do. But, but here's the problem: is Roy Manning was doing the same thing as we would want to do. He's probably giving him that type of coaching. The problem is Roy Manning doesn't know how to do it. But you do. I know how to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yes. If anyone has seen uh, you in person, they would probably think a division one cornerback. Uh, I play kickball every Friday night. I played softball last, you know, two months ago, whatever. I, I've gotten into pretty nasty shape athletically. Uh, I think my 40 time has slightly improved. Uh, probably back in the day, it might have been a 4-4. It probably you went know, in college. A five now it's probably it's probably like a four six now, but I mean that's still pretty good for somebody who hasn't <laughs> played competitively in a minute. Yeah. So, but all these kids like DJ Graham and Woody Washington and the returning guys, they've been at a disadvantage, a disservice. And I I think with Colden and Trey Morrison, and I'm not going to sit here and talk and act like I know a ton about the cornerbacks coach at North Carolina and Wyoming because I don't. But I'd imagine their coaches were probably not originally linebackers coach coaches. So I feel like Colden and Morrison already have a leg up on a on a DJ Graham. I think Woody Washington is so talented that he was doing he was doing so well in spite of Roy Manning. So now you've got you've got a, some kids that have actually been taught by a cornerback or former cornerback, and then they're coming to play for Jay Valai who actually played the position has coached the position and actually has some sort of an idea of how to, how to coach it and not have Brandon Martin over there, you know, just saying, Hey, go follow him. Like, like a Roy Manning was doing. So I think there's, there's some coaching advantage and some experience that's, that CJ Colton is going to bring that he's going to have an advantage over um, some of the existing and some returning players. Um, I think that's an important thing to think about with these transfers coming in. And I would imagine they knew that. I just don't, I never, I never understood why Roy Manning was once the cornerback coach when you don't even coach the position or you've never even played the position before at an Oklahoma. If you started out of a small school, I get it. But Oklahoma is, is a, a blue blood. I don't know. It's just, it kind of blew my mind. That's um, definitely something that former players pointed out. Um, I think most famously Latrell McCutcheon said that he shouldn't have been the cornerbacks coach because there was a better guy already in the room. Um, and, and he was referring to coach Vinny, who's now at San Jose state, I believe. So, I mean, I, I think not just us, but the players from last year completely agreed. It doesn't make sense why Manning was in the position he was in and coaching that group. But like you said, now we have an experienced, not just player, but coach for the cornerbacks. And he wasn't just a player at some random university that was decent. He was a big 10, all big 10 time selection, uh, really good at Nebraska. So he knows what he's talking about. Wait, I think it's Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Sorry. Those I get those two mixed up, but anyway, same colors, red, yeah, Yeah. same same colors, but um, yeah, I mean, these guys should not that now that applies to CJ and and Trey, like you said, these guys have a leg up because they've had experienced cornerbacks coaches coaching them more than likely, but it also now helps Woody. We, We should see a big lift in his play because he finally has a coach that knows how to play that position, 
And DJ, on the other hand, will finally have someone that says, hey, you get beat deep a lot. Let's figure out what's going on here so that you don't do that anymore. And all joking aside, uh, I think that is a really good tidbit or good nugget that, that you found, Brem, about about the guy who used to be our corners coach here and went with the other guy out west. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's good for us that they're all gone. Obviously, we've said that we've reiterated that point over and over again. Um, but I mean, specifically talking corners now. Yeah, it's 100. It's I think it should be night and day uh, having a guy who is as Jose mentioned, an all-Big Ten corner, uh, and not too far removed from that, as we've brought up multiple times. Uh, I think his last year playing college football was 2010, which is not, you know, light years ago. Uh, he's still, you know, he's probably still pretty in shape, can move around a little bit. He probably puts his hands on these guys and, you know, can really show them hands-on how to how to, how to do it, kind of, you know, which I think is, is going to be huge for these guys' development. And that, as you mentioned, with – with Colden and, and Morrison, they probably did have a legitimate corners coach and not a Roy Manning or my fat ass just sitting here making jokes about how to just run with people. Uh, so I do think that they do have that leg up and advantage. Um, I just had to say all that, you know, before the comments, people are like, Brandon can't actually coach corners. Ah. Yes, I cannot actually coach corners. In Madden, though, I'm nasty. Well, but you're probably like you like you described it. I I imagine that's what Roy Manning was like, honestly. Um, so something we know, you know, we kind of do is I'm going to throw some uh, a line. You guys can pick the over under. We're going to do plain percentage, like percentage of defensive this is my favorite snaps. part of who that's <laughs> percentage of playing defensive snaps. I'm going to set this this one for CJ Colden at thirty eight percent. Why 38? Why why do you pick numbers like that? I don't know. No one does that. How you go know. first? I can't even no, I, that's no. the dumb, I can't you go first. You have to start. No, on that. no one does Say it. Say 35. Say 40. No, 38. I'm going to go. What do you have about 41.6% playing time? I'm at 60. Damn, you have I'm him. Starter. Wow. Okay. Oh, you you did pencil him as a starter, and so did Brum. So I feel like Brum's gonna pick the up. I, I'm gonna go pro- what is it if I have him at 38% exactly? It's a push. I'm gonna push it. I have him right around. I have him right around that that area. I think he's gonna play roughly a third of the snaps, maybe a little over the third of the snaps. I do think he's gonna be a rotational player. I don't think he's gonna come to Wyoming to sit the bench, as you mentioned, especially as a guy who was probably penciled in as a starter if he were to return to Wyoming next season. Uh, so I definitely see him. In the lineup, playing significant minutes, I, I, I see him right around that third or maybe a little over a third at a 38% mark could make a that, lot of sense. That's why you're so frustrated with that number because I was right in your wheelhouse. No, because say 35, like a normal person. Well, that would have been an easy over for you. <laughs> I'm going to go over. I think he's going to be in the low 40s. I think. Uh, I thought you, you had know, him as a starter. Well, I think he will eventually be the starter. But I also think that there's going to be a decent amount of rotation in that was Grinch's philosophy. I think I don't think we're going to see quite as much rotation. Well, what I'm saying is in the first four games, I really feel like it's going to be kind of an open tryout and you're going to see who's going to play. And I think there's going to be times where he might not be on the field because they're giving another kid a chance. And I think he he can end up in the low 40s. you guys want to walk on? I think we still got four years of eligibility. Dude, 
if I were to walk on, it would not be a defensive back room. Speed kills, and I'm not speed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so I um, you know, I I have high hopes for Colden. I think if anything, he provides a ton of leadership and a lot of mentorship for these younger kids, and some coming from somewhere where he's been developed as far as you know, with a good coach uh, to be a cornerback. I think he can be kind of a coach on the field and keep some emotions in check for these younger guys that are trying to push for some time. And another another kid that's going to benefit from Jay Valai is Billy Bowman dramatically. So, oh, 100%. Yeah. So, do you guys have any final thoughts before we hit Brandon's? Uh, no, you're not going to give us an over under on tackles and picks and all that stuff. Okay. I'm you, I well, live for this. Okay. All right. I'm picking so, the under on everything you picked, though. <laughs> All right, so t- <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'll go into it. Uh, I'm gonna set the the interceptions. I'm gonna set it at one. Yeah, I under uh, probably the under two. He, even if even as a starter, I don't think he he would get a pick. It will we'll probably see a lot more safeties. Yeah, I I agree. Under uh, for me as well, and ta- total tackles. I'm not gonna do solo, but total tackles. Um, Let's say 32. That's a good number, man. He's making this hard. <laughs> That's a good number, dude. That's um, a really good number. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say like 28 to 30 because he's going to, in my opinion, he's going to play a third of the snaps. And as a defensive back, playing a third of the, of the, of the defensive snaps, you, you, you won't, you shouldn't, if things go to plan, have that many tackle opportunities. I'm going to go with the uh, over, probably somewhere closer to 45-50 mark. I don't expect him to have the tackling numbers that he did at Wyoming, um, but definitely still be in there when when the ball is in, in his side of the field. Um, he's, like I said, he's a guy that just puts his head down and, and goes after him. Yeah, I think it's going to be slightly over. Um, you know, he might get 5. close to 40. Yeah, I mean, 38 and a half, you know, that sounds about right. Uh, but no, I think he'll have slightly more. Um, but it's still either way. If he, if he has more, hopefully it's not because he's getting toasted. So, um, all right. So there we go. We got three over-unders. Uh, we'll have to revisit this at the end of the season. That's something we need to really start doing. Maybe we need to go back to the old Houdats and we need to have a compilation of all the videos of our over-unders whenever we first started out to see if we were – right or wrong or out in middle of nowhere. I probably, feel like Danny probably middle of nowhere. I think Danny Stutzman is one of the ones that we were, we were very high on him, but I didn't think we expected him to start as much as he did and play as much as he did, but we might have to do that for a future video just to see how dumb we looked. So uh, Brandon, what's your end of video challenge? Are you going to do some well, see, this, for the, this one? I'm, no, I'm not doing any over-unders. That's your thing. Um, but I think I'm very intrigued with, with Colden because he's a Wyoming guy. And or he spent what well, he spent. He's an Illinois guy, but he's a Wyoming transplant for the last four years of his life. So he got to experience, you know, that Cheyenne area. Um, and as you know, if you've watched, I forget what episode it was, but I I think it was the Lebius Overton video that we were talking about. Somehow it, it got brought up that oh, because I was talking about Oregon be a fun place to visit, and you guys said no, and then I brought up I think Montana would be an awesome place to live, and I would like to live in Montana. I think. Wyoming is similar to Montana in that cool areas to live. So this end of video challenge has nothing to do with football. Obviously you can comment about CJ Colden because yeah, that's the video comment about CJ Colden End of video challenge. If you've been to Wyoming slash Montana, 
what are some cool places so I can visit? <laughs> Selfish. Selfish. I, I want to see if I'm cut out for that life. I think I, I think I'm a born farmer at heart, but we'll you see. are a you are a city boy through and through. So yeah, anyway. if you've been to, if you've been to Wyoming or Montana, please uh, drop the the cool spots on the way, and maybe maybe Brum and I can stop and how far is that from Seattle on a serious note? In case <laughs> we have to make that really drive, we could. Well, that's, that's <laughs> there's on... nothing. It's all it's, it's like the same. It's like all up there in the it's, northwest. It's got to be close. It's it could be on the way. Could, there we it go. So drop some cool spots stop, in Montana slash Wyoming. We'll take the we'll take the road through Montana to, on the way to Seattle, and then we'll see if if I can be a farmer. Gosh. Make sure to check out Dutton Ranch when you're there. Yeah. Oh, we'll be we'll be we'll be we'll be uh, checking Dutton Ranch. I'm rip, baby. Thir- only th- about thirty hours of driving ahead of us if Josh Connerly commits. So anyway, that'll be fun. Uh, so if you made it this far, we really appreciate it. If you want to see us drive to Seattle, let us know. Do the Brandon and in video challenge. We need we need some suggestions because we're going to go insane in the car if we actually make this trip. Yeah, because um, Brum drives 45 miles an hour. Exactly. White knuckling all the way there. Uh, so so like the video, comment the, on the video, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Everything's all at two plane sports, all linked below. We really appreciate it. And let us know also if you'd like to see uh, the next one over Gentry Williams or Trey Morrison. So let us know about that one as well. Tons of content for you guys to comment on. So uh, we really appreciate it. We'll catch you next time.